Hi there, today I go further in this podcast than the centre of St Albans and the market because everyone can mill around and listen to the calls of the storeholders. It's sometimes like a free fairground, I think, or decorative as well. Except that most people make a beeline for their favourite stores. And one of these, there every week, is usually looked after by Patrick, who's with me now. Hello, Elspeth. Hi there. Hello all. Patrick, you sell food, but not a usual sort that every small supermarket would offer. Uh, What's different about yours? What do you promote and sell? It's uh, (laughs) technically the dried foods that you might also find on the supermarket shelf, but... Um, nuts, seeds, herbs, spices, pulses, beans, lentils, teas, um, and condiments as well. Local honey. We've got some local apple juice. I'm right. going to pick my friend's orchard in Tring on Sunday, and we're going to press about 600 bottles, I hope, this year. Wow. We got about six last year. A lot of those are kind of, um, before you got onto the special juices and things, extras that um, people need, but not all the time. You know, some spices and nuts and things. Well, perhaps they do. No, I think we need a steady drip feed of high-quality proteins, high-quality fats, um, uh, complex carbohydrates, and, of course, fibres as well, especially fibres. Our gut flora will thrive on those. Did you say fibres? Yep, so soluble and insoluble found in food, yep. Tell us some examples. Some of us aren't all up on these... Uh, descriptive terms okay well beans high in fibers uh, i've got uh, runner beans in the garden but they've gone over now sure and um so maybe you come up to the market and buy a packet of cannellini beans for a soup or something like lentils we've got the nuts have good fibers in so walnuts almonds hazels pecans that's the kind of yeah. thing and do these are these all grown in britain no um we have very few um crops from britain though we do stock um locally grown or british grown um beans that you can either cook up or we have them as snacks as well so fava beans which is a field or broad bean um so yeah they're really nice tasty little snacks mm. without any palm fatting either but does it mean for those you have you have to import them and that means they mean more expensive i am not an importer i'm a retailer it comes from the french <laughs> retailier to repack so retaliate no. retailier oh, uh, right, not sorry. retaliate no no, no 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 this is um so i buy from wholesalers right and th- then you you make them your own but some mm. of your goods you won't find in many other places is that so normal supermarkets mm, you might not find the quality um like lentils i can only stock organic lentils having heard from a gynecological surgeon i know who was talking to a canadian lentil expert who explained that all canadian lentils unless they were organic contain glyphosate which is a um a band although it might well be reintroduced um pesticide which kills the bees as well um and glyphosate uh will is found in every single cancer cell um so there are things like that there's subtle differences to the supermarkets products mm-hmm. which have to go to the lowest common denominator um especially nowadays with people earning a little bit less money. you see we're not educated about that are we schools don't do it much well um or perhaps i think they're beginning i think to. i think if looking at the food industry it relies on on uh, 
obscuring the processes that it comes to us like you can watch videos and dvds but generally people don't really want to know about their food they just want to buy it and eat it mm. um and, and so, i suppose that goes for meat meats as well if we had to watch every um chicken and cow being killed we may not want to it so much mm, yeah like if you can't kill it don't eat it um <laughs> that's the principle of it um whilst i'm not a vegetarian myself i, I eat I'm going to call them ethical meats. So really, it's just very well reared. Um, I'm not going to say even chicken. I'll have that maybe once a year. But venison is is caught wild. Uh, so yeah, filly boots with uh, venison, crayfish, pigeon, squirrel, or rabbits because they're invasive species. Um, as an ecologist, I understand the the principles of biodiversity and so factory farming is abhorrent um, because it mm. produces a lot of um, methane which is a really terrible greenhouse gas and as the temperatures go up um, so our ability to survive on this planet will go down. How did you start getting interested? Was it at school or was it because your parents are into it or what? I was, I've been always been a cook. Um, oh, I cook right. from scratch every day um, and so I did that at school and um, I was having, a, I guess, a regular 1980s, 1990s diet. Um, however, I became unwell and so I needed to find my way back. I was eight and a half stone once um, and eating right helped me put back on the weight and it helped me get back into physical fitness and after that my mental health got better as well because yeah. discipline and body attention kind of like just helps the body to um, cope with strong feelings or mm. like um, difficult feelings because you wouldn't think to that putting on more weight was a healthy thing but it was to get to the right weight yeah mm. absolutely and i've been stable for 20 years yeah it's about 20 years what about your parents are they into that sort of thing as well or um, were they my mom's always eaten healthily my dad always just eating what mom cooked him um <laughs> so yeah she's relatively healthy but maybe not as diverse as would be appropriate for um, best health mm. how do you um your clients convert convince other people who oh, come and see this it's delicious and it's wholesome etc do they do you have certain people who are real ones who spread the news i don't know about that um or do they just come out of the blue social media is a very powerful tool right, yeah. and um we have keith who my colleague who attends to social media he's very bonny I'm very upbeat. I'm a little bit more doer when it comes to my postings on social media. All right. <laughs> um, and then people like this hearsay, and we've had regulars for years and years. Um, we see them in and we see them out. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, I saw a programme on television. I see several various things, but this was on grapes. And they I don't know what they did to them, but they kept them all pristine and as though they steamed them, you know, before they came to Britain. Mm. And so they're all perfect. Mm. I'm not know. sure about grapes, no. but processing's one of those things that does preserve food. And it's, uh, yeah, so you'll find every single cucumber in a, in a plastic wrapper. The plastic's going to be around for hundreds of years, probably. Um, but it does keep that one cucumber fresh. And so there's always this payoff, like the, the fungicides, pesticides, herbicides, that you treat 
the food post-production and that it does extend the shelf life. Um, yes, so that that's part and process of the food packaging industry. Mm. Do you, in, you encourage um, people you meet to grow their own if they've got enough garden? Um, well, or yeah, so I, I would always recommend, like, if you've got a little bit of land, like planting your favourite food, even if it's just one of them, like, even if it's carrots, even if it's just potatoes, they taste so much better. Um, but time is one of those things. And That's and um, if, if you don't plant enough or if you kind of use up fuel to get there it's more cost effective just to buy it from a supermarket or the local grocer down on the on the market which is always a nicer experience than the supermarket oh yes i decided because the lockdown helps you see some of us haven't got you know we've got mm-hmm. time when we didn't have time mm-hmm. and we haven't got company so vegetables have to do mm-hmm. um then um i tried sweet corn for the first time Hmm. And I was amazed because they grew, they were there, but the taste, they actually tasted sweet, mm. as in a sweet to taste, you know, uh, um, but before, not just like things in the tin at all. No, no, no there's, there's a vast difference between fresh and, and um, especially tinned. But um, yeah, it's one of those things, it's like um, growing grapes for wine, Um you know, it depends on how you keep the soil. It's how you de- mm. keep the grapes when you're tending them mm. as to the flavour of the wine. And so it's the same all round. Um, yeah. So a lot of it is, yes, we take what's good. We encourage what's the best. Um, you can't always have it, you know, it's mix and match really for anybody. No. No? I'm, I'm not sure it's encouraging the best. For me, you mean? Like, do you mean, like, do I encourage the best for people? I'm sure you would, wouldn't you? Yes. Naturally. Um, but I think the food industry is simply based on profit. Like, um, the oh. mega, it's mega corporations. It's like, I think it's four meat companies own 80% of the American meat industry. And mm. so you get terrible standards and we'll see this come in as Brexit has um, is going to shaft British farmers. Our stuff's going to be too expensive and then we'll get hormone-fed cattle and animals and foods that have been sprayed with far far more chemicals than we use because we have the best standards here in Europe. Mm, and then I suppose we'll get ill. And the lowest costs. Well, the, you know, over long term, small changes make big differences and so if it, if cancer cells every single cancer cells glyphosate in and that's the one we know about right now and you know for example uh, 70% of what goes onto your skin goes into your body and so if you're putting chemicals on your body those are accumulating in your cells and so over a long period of time it's not going to do you any good you mean like face cream and cream to keep off the sun and things like that yeah sometimes that's the way round it goes um, parabens and um yeah other other carcinogens that they won't test long term because that's or if they do then that that serves them that serves a certain portion of the market so if you don't if you don't have a mark if you so these companies won't necessarily test long term they don't necessarily pay for research to test into those things research is all funded 
um, by company companies or um, universities who get asked to test for these things, and so it's a very murky area of 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 the food and the the cosmetics industry. Yes. Mm. I can I can imagine so. Um, your speech is not riddled, but it is full of adjectives like carcinogens. 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 That. Um, they're normal people we who haven't got interested in it don't even know about but um, there's a whole lot behind it Um, and today of course with everybody concerned that the um, what we are injecting into people to stop covid is okay they should be more concerned about what we can we put on our skin and in us you think um all round um you know the the developing of a covid vaccine so quickly was the equivalent of putting a man on the moon so it's an amazing technology um and so i mean i encourage people to go and get it because that saves a lot of us yeah um especially the vulnerable from getting sicker um and when we it's it's an all-round approach you know you need good exercise clean fresh air Mm -hmm. which unfortunately we don't have in a lot of places um, respiratory illness is causing more death than COVID. Um, so then beyond mm, the, the mm. petrochemical industry, which the plastics, you're taking up resources from the planet, which cannot be replaced. And, you know, gradually dwindling your uh, humanity's ability to survive. Mm. Now, at the moment, we're very con- uh, conscious of other countries like Afghanistan and others mm. where uh, they haven't got enough food to eat mm. so they're selling their clothes in the market to that. get things to eat that was on uh, the news just a little while ago poor spirits mm. um, yes so should what you kind of really work for and believe in should we in some way getting it more into undeveloped countries or is it not possible well we get rices from india we get lentils from turkey we get a lot of stuff from those countries uh quinoa from peru which is its national crop um so yeah i think careful sourcing of foods is a really interesting thing it's a really important to get the diet right so you've got good healthy exercise fresh mm-hmm. air you've got diet plenty of fresh water you know we live in opulence here compared to yeah. um, a villager in in turkey um you know i've got friends coming over from hong kong which is this massive skyscraper city mm. because of i'm not going to call it a pogrom but you know the chinese mm. government have said no more democracy for you you are now under communist mm. law mm. Um, and they're not communist they're not marxist it's an autocracy based upon the rhetoric of Marxism. So, like, the right-wing government is the uh, conservative government basing a rhetoric on on um, socialism in some regards. And so you've, we are living in this, uh, living a paradox where, like, there is, we're being told one thing, but the governments are acting out in a different way. So these people from Hong Kong are coming over here. They don't get leafy green suburbs. They don't get trees. They're coming over here, and it's like Narnia. And so it's just like... If only British people would appreciate what they've got, right. which I mm. tend to think they don't, because in the media, there's a lot of conflict. 
Now, the British government has created, British governments, I'm not going to just label this one, have created conflict because our GDP is based upon arms sales. So we want to promote arms sales, which causes um, destruction overseas. And then we get refugees, which we want to block. We cause that war. So it's like there's this hypocrisy that happens on beyond our ability to change these things because it's big business. Mm. Are you involved, I don't need to know which, in a political party so that you can put these sort of views across? No, I'm not involved in any political party. Um, you have your views, but... I'm a dad. I can only change things like one person at a time right here in yes, my environment. Yes, right. Whoa. Um, now, oh, uh, going to, you have a warehouse, I think. Yes, a little shop the, down the Hatfield shop. Road. Right. Um, so your stall is not the only place you sell goods. Nope, we do online as well at eatwholefoods.co.uk. It's a lovely little website. You can pick up. Right, and can you get there. things delivered from that website? Or yeah, we did really well over the COVID lockdown. We developed the website for six years, and then um, yeah, for seventeen days in a row. Once it was, it was announced that lockdown was on, I was working um, just to get food out and food in mm -hmm. to feed people. So. Um, yeah, no, we offer free delivery over £20 in St Albans area and Harpenden. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's not very much to buy for your good, healthy stuff. Yes. Oh, right. Now, each month has its seasonal fruit, well, British seasonal fruit. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell me what is at its best when? Well, in traditional winter foods are root vegetables um, and kale Um so there's some of fruits. See, I don't know kale. I'm I'm a bit older than most, so yeah. a lot of these new things I don't know. What is kale? Well, it's all all come originally from sea beet. All brassicas, so broccoli, Brussels sprouts, yeah. kale comes from the brassica of, um, from the sea beet, and so hybridization after that, over hundreds, thousands of years, has meant that the um, we've been able to develop certain aspects and promote certain aspects to bring our beautiful fresh foods like broccoli kale as in mm. winter times yeah. brussels sprouts um, p uh, potatoes we start to see dwindling um, alongside carrots as far as their freshness goes and locality goes from about march um, mm. and so uh, we're about we're between seasons for dried fruit as the apricots and the um, plums get dried over in turkey that's our major supply here um, so we're going to get the dried fruits um, coming in into stock. You then, get the fresh fruits of um, peaches and plums and that before that, do? Yeah. So from about May, you'll get you'll get the transition of of strawberries, cherries, and then raspberries will come in, and then you'll get uh, black currants, oh, red currants. I've got black currants in my garden. Oh, the taste is superb. Num, num. Yes. And so there's this transition of foods. You then get uh, apricots later in the season. Nectarines are early in the season. Grapefruits are earlier in the summer season. And so the seasonality of the Northern Hemisphere has that traditional pattern. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the one thing I do advise is to, to take your time with food. These things took a year to grow. Like, you don't get an apricot growing all the time. You don't get an almond tree in California yeah. and wildfire as well. Who knows? The almond price is going to go up. Mm. Every, everything's going to go up. But take your time. Chew your food well. It takes 45 minutes for our body's stomach, once we start eating, to reach peak acidity, at which time we cannot absorb any more simple sugars. And a 
hormone is triggered called ghrelin that will um, stop you from feeling hungry. Right. Say that. that, that I, I took that in. Yes. But it's brief. Say it again, but slower, so, so we know that. Take your time over food. Enjoy yeah. it. It mm. took a year to grow. Like, eat. Yes. If you can make every single meal last forty-five minutes, you won't be hungry. You cannot overeat. Your body switches off any hunger right. desire after mm. forty-five minutes with a hormone called ghrelin. And so then you you can be free from thinking about food for the next three hours. Um, so it's just one of those. It's it, it's it's a very basic thing that I I, I appreciate that I've kind of like uh, understood a philosophy called Taoism, yeah. which <laughs> it, it talks about the major thing about Taoism is how to live a good life, how to be healthy on the inside out from food, from fresh air, from exercise, the things that you need, your basics. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, chewing well, is, it seems obvious, but 100% of people in my experience when they have come to me, and this is just anecdotal, I'm not doing any scientific study, but 100% of people, if they come to me and they go, oh, I've got this like recurring pain in my stomach or my esophagus is bad or I just get cramps or rah, rah, rah. do you eat quickly is my first question they go yeah I do and so it's the difference between putting high grade or low grade fuel in the sports car you put low grade fuel in the sports car it's going to start to grind after a couple mm. of years and we're just the same mm. chewing well puts high grade fuel that the body's chemistry can get into mm. and I, I would say regularity in meals I think your body demands at a certain time. You probably plan it, and if you keep going up that way, I do anyway. Some people do better with grazing, and some people do better without. But we all do better with something called intermittent fasting, which... Yes, um, there is a Christian thing, you see, we were talking about differences. Um, Christians were encouraged to fast. So it's like, the way I practice is like every evening after supper... And I used to eat a bottle of cereal in the evening, but then I used to wake up and I feel bloated and I feel not quite, I feel sluggish. But after after stopping food in the evening, I then leave it 12 hours. Um, if I do have a snack, I'll still try and leave it 12 hours. But Did you say 12 or 2? 12. 12? Yeah. Right. So at yes. that time, um, the body's biome, the gut flora, can really thrive um, by... Um, like digesting fully what goes into it and the gut flora it produces vitamin b's it produces vitamin k um, it's the basis of our immune system and so it's really the the critters inside our gut that we need to be mindful of because as we've evolved we've um like we've got more non-human atoms in ourselves than human atoms hold like, on why non-human if we are human they're bacteria Okay. They're of they're independent, um, and have become interdependent. You know the the idea that um, from when worms were about like swimming in the sea, you need the first bacteria or amoeba, are basically a stomach, and so every single evolution after that has just been around a stomach. So like though that is our core, and we attend to our core, and that serves us. So it's basically you've got a garden inside of you. You've got this beautiful garden where if you feed it high salt, high sugar, if you feed it alcohol, if you feed it... Fish and chips. You know, really the wrong kind of fats and the wrong yes. kind of proteins. Your gut flora is not going to be able to produce and your gut flora will die and you get candida and you get other autoimmune diseases. 
you know, and so it is really attention to the brown bread. Mm. Nobody likes brown bread, get but bread. get a lovely bit of sourdough. Get some sort of lovely sourdough. Start off a culture. Start off a culture of sourdough. You know, it's been interesting that, like, the Plymouths, when they sailed over to America, they took sourdough with them. You know, and that's still there's still cultures going in California that have come all the way back from there. Like in Eastern Eastern Europe, like there's still cultures from the from the kefir and the and the sourdough breads that are still going. Mm. Like people keep their family sourdoughs. It's amazing stuff, and it's just that small attention to detail, quality over quantity. Um, supermarket foods, quite a lot of it, especially the processed stuff, is devoid of those small little amino acids that feed our bodies. You know, it's it's the same principle as don't. Um, don't um, bleach your surfaces if you don't challenge your if you don't challenge your immune system your immune system gives up and so don't bother like i'm i'm a lot more hyper aware of cleanliness than my wife and um our our seven-year-old girl has has never been sick apart from being a baby she's never had diarrhea she's had diarrhea a couple of times but not badly and so the kids who have the people who have the best biome grow up on farms. They are in the muck and the mire. Yes, I was going to think of that. They are getting dirty all the time. And and it's just that's the way we've that's the way we've evolved. Sorry, but we have, and that's just the way our bodies uh, like assimilate and have grown around, and yeah. and um, excelled to the point where we are now threatening our own survival. So mm, mm. humanity is an amazing creature. Amazing. Patrick, have you written a book on this? No, there's not enough time. Because it's all there inside you, isn't it? There's not enough time. There's n- uh, not yet. So not yet. Not yet. Um, so hopefully when I get older, I'll have me brains. Or left. you could offer special um, simplified uh, uh, lectures, you no know, talks for schools. Yeah, I get round to it eventually, yes. Um, but I mean, you're saying things that nobody else I've heard s- said uh-huh. ever. Well, you know, no one tends to ask you about health, do they? No, you, like, who asked about health? Health is one of those things that's indefinable. You ask a medical student what is health and they'll find it difficult. And I find it difficult to, to think that, yes, a doctor will say, oh, yeah, it's very important to eat well. Yet they're given a day's training on nutrition. It's a bit more now. Mm. But a day's training on the basics of keeping your self well? Yeah pharmaceutical industry does very well out of that yes oh. <laughs> yes i don't can't remember when i last went to the doctor so I, I keep fairly healthy but then i put a lot of it down to exercise a certain exercises i do immediately mm-hmm. i get yeah. up for a quarter of an hour to keep my body right yeah, yeah. And eat well. but there's every, every all these things to keep us well you have <laughs> given us an enlightenment, I only call it that, <laughs> about the things I didn't know and a lot of people know. One try. Ah, I stepped into a new place. <laughs> Sorry if I've made you uncomfortable. No, just in case people in the St Albans area haven't yet discovered you and your stall, hmm. can you tell us what it looks like and exactly where it is? It's big, bold, bright and colourful, down outside M&S on the Wednesday market and outside Mar- uh, um, Metro Bank on the Saturday. So that's the two ends of St. Peter's Street. Metro Bank is down near the, the, the cross. Oh, no, it's up, isn't it's up it? It's up the top near St. Peter's Church, yes. yeah. 
ah, right. Well, there'll be a lot of interesting people trying to work out, yes, mm, I agree with that, or perhaps I ought to try this. Challenging. Uh, you know, like art, it should be challenging. Like if yes. it, It's why I, have, I didn't have a TV for 20 years. Like, more interested in my own story and developing my own narrative than listening to someone else's and watching someone else's, and even though it's informative mm. and entertaining. Sometimes I, you just want to switch off. Yeah, no, I don't. I hate switching <laughs> off. Like, there's always there's always someone suffering somewhere. Mm. And so, yeah, I can't stand suffering. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> enlightening us all. Bless. And I, I suppose I can say, have a fruitful week. Oh, bless you. Lots, you lots of love. This is Elspeth Jackman saying goodbye for now, but there'll be something new or somebody new to listen to on my next week's podcast. Bye. Still you love to be beside me Why can I go from your spirit?